Real moms are bravo. Real moms are bravo. Real moms are bravo. Real moms are bravo. Hello, happy day whenever you're listening to this. And I'm sadly going to admit it's kind of a happy day that Atlanta <laughs> it has finally ended. We'll get to the Drew of it all. I do feel like it was slightly overhyped in my opinion, but again, we will break this down. So let's talk about our Georgia Peaches in this finale episode. Um I think Ralph is continues to be a huge asshole. I think we can agree on that. I do, but I don't think Drew is innocent. Um, I do think there is some truth to these rumors, just the fact that all the women knew about it. Oh, um, yeah, absolutely. So, I, but again, he's a jerk. He's been gaslighting her. He's been cheating on her. I think she's been living in a loveless marriage. Um, who knows? I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, he's very narcissistic. There could be some emotional abuse going on as well. Um, so I'm happy that she's getting out, but yeah, he sucks. Um, every example he gives, like even in the therapy, he was like, well, who hasn't filed for divorce? I'm like, I don't know if I would use that as the standard by which I'm like judging my marriage. Like, oh, well we haven't filed for divorce. So, you know, we're not doing that bad. It's like, eh. Yeah, no, where he got me, I I do feel like he could have had Drew's back in regards to the bitch, Courtney and the bitch comment. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think regardless, I've been in a situation where my partner didn't have my back once and it sucks. Like, especially when you're in a setting where you're like trying to defend yourself and that person isn't like backing you up. So I totally get where Drew's coming from there. Uh, what is your take on like the separate bedrooms? Like him sleeping in another bedroom because she's been filming. Or so sleep- that on the surface makes sense to me. Like if you're coming home at 3 a.m. and it wakes me up and it takes me another hour to go back to sleep over time, that's not going to be healthy for me as like we all need sleep. Um so that part makes sense to me. Like I have a partner who like Kevin, my husband used to snore really, really bad. And for a while I would start out in our room and then I'd end up in the guest room and I was like, this is stupid. Like kind of like what Ralph was saying. I'm waking up, I'm walking into a room. It's taking me 20 minutes to fall back asleep. Like I'm just going to start in the guest room. So I get a good night's sleep. Um, that's not the case anymore, luckily, but I, um, I get that on the surface. I think the, the whole thing for him was this was a way to separate himself from Drew to get out from sharing, like really cohabitating. Um, and then when he said like, he felt liberated, that's a weird thing. Like I, that was a really weird choice of words there. Like that made me, that led me to believe that like, this was something he wanted to do regardless of the the filming schedule, which makes sense because when she said she was back, he still wasn't, um, back in their room. So exactly. He, he didn't do this before his own sleep. If that was it, I totally get it. And anyone who's like had a husband or wife that snores really bad. I mean, Vanessa, you and I on a road trip. I, <laughs> I got a separate on a girls trip. I got a separate room. <laughs> Never forget. Uh, Never forget so my snoring. I get, it. I get it, but I mean, and I wouldn't say even in that when I got the separate room, I didn't feel liberated. I just felt relaxed that I could sleep. <laughs> so I feel like I just think on the surface that's not um, that's not the full story, yeah. which we kind of see more of the full story, but. Before we truly dissect Drew, the rumors and all that, let's talk about all the updates from the other ladies. 
So Sheree, I'm very confused by why her kids. So she's having a conversation with her daughter talking about Bob's lost daughter, maybe not so lost daughter. And she knew about it, but she never called her mom to tell her. And a part of me finds that really hard to believe because if I were in that situation, I think, especially as an adult, it's one thing if you're young. True. That would fly over your head. But as a grown up, if that were to happen to me, immediately I would call my mom. I don't know if it was like they should have should have said something. It's hard. Like, did they meet her once or twice? Uh, what was the story given to them? I don't know the full context. But I think Bob should never have put him in a situation where they were going to have to tell their mom that her husband had a child before they got married that she didn't know about. I think he should have said whenever he found out about her or even after the like case, when her kids, Sheree's and Bob's kids started meeting her, I think he should have said, hey, just so you know. I have a daughter. I found out about her at this point, or I knew about her. I never told you whatever it is. She's in my life now. And she wants to know her siblings. Cause I think it's fair that both siblings want to know each other, but I think the whole dynamic, it's like, I don't know why Bob thought he could get away with this. Oh my God. I I honestly think he brought her on camera. So Sheree wouldn't have like a huge reaction. So I feel like that was like kind of set up in some ways. But anyways, that whole sitch was strange. Uh, going like I'm kind of fast forward to the meat of the episode, which is kind of the end where we get a lot of updates on the women. It was a weird flow. We started like, we started like, you know, March 3rd. And then it was like all these little like tiny little snippets. We had a party. It wrapped up. And then we got to like the the best part. I don't know. I felt I was like, this was a really weird finale episode. It was a bit strange. And I think because they were trying to re, I feel like they re edited to focus on Drew. Um, It's choppy. It definitely was was choppy. Yeah. I am sad that Marlo and Scott Lee didn't work out. She did seem like happy with him. He seemed like a good fit. I'm curious in the reunion, like the why it didn't work out. Um, But they, they were really cute. I, I mean, I thought they had a good relationship. He's like, I like that he was, he seemed to match her well. He was affectionate without being like overly PDA or like suffocating. He was supportive. He just seemed like a really good person for Marlo. He could handle her big personality. Like, I don't know. I want to know what, did they fall into a friend zone? I just realized why they didn't work out because he doesn't have the coin. The bank. You think over time she was like, okay. Yes, I think it was like cute. Well, that makes me sad because I think like. <laughs> I mean, she is such, who she is. But. I know. And I get it. I mean, at some point, like, uh, but I feel like he was just such a good fit for her. They seem so happy, but I guess, you know. I feel like he wasn't old enough or rich enough for her. I think, yeah, I think Marlo has developed this image of herself as I'm fabulous. I wear Fendi from head to toe. I can yeah. call the head person of this and they're going to bring me all the the latest and Gucci at my house or like whatever it is. So I think Scott Lee is like great, but I think that aspect, cause he's a chef chefs work a lot. Uh, so that's my you know theory. Be actually, this would never happen. I think he'd be good for Kenya. Oh yeah. Cause I don't think Kenya wants somebody with a lot of money. She's doesn't need it. Like she seems to be doing okay on her own. I mean, she likes nice things for sure, but I think she wants someone that's going to really like support her. And I could see Scott Lee being a really good stepdad. Oh goodness. Well, it would never happen, but who knows um, what happens with Atlanta. I mean, this connection there for sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, 
definitely a misconnection. Okay. So I want to ask you, so with Sonia's miscarriage, the way it was being shown on the, the show and Instagram, I thought her, and I should just do the math. I'm an idiot, but I thought her current pregnancy was the one we saw her announce. I did on. too. No. And I, then, you and then I feel, math. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, like, I mean, and then I'm like, oh, it was March. Like, I don't know. Well, no, it could be. Cause I'm thinking like how far, no, she would have had a baby yet. Um, I feel kind of bad that I was like, I wouldn't have told my, my kid, but I, I think it almost like reinforced it. Like she just told everyone so early. I know she was so excited. Yeah. Sonia is so cheesy in the sweetest way possible. Yeah. Like from her announcement to telling everybody to wanting to bring Ducey in to like having Marlo come. Like she was so, so excited that I, I just breaks my heart, but I do think the more we talk about miscarriages, I have not personally experienced one, but I'm all for normalizing that conversation. It did like break my heart for her watching her talk to her mom and how she had to have that, like that throwback of her and Ducey and him being like, Oh, I pray for like a sister. Yes. I like, I mean, that killed me and I could imagine she feels the guilt. And I do think like, I understand people should sit, tell if you're excited and you want to tell it, I totally get it. I just think like it's a really heavy topic for a small kid, small child. And I know this happens and some people have to have tough conversations with kids and you can't control it. But I just like, I was like, I remember when she was telling him like, Oh, this feels soon. And then I remember having a sense of relief. Like, well, at least like, you know, she was posting on Instagram. We know that like, mm-hmm. it, you know, her pregnancy is healthy and she's like at a point where it's like safe. And then when that, I don't know, I was just kind of blindsided by it. Even with the editing from last week's where it showed her crying and saying, I had to tell Ducey. I thought, it was like something else. I thought they were kind of like tricking us into thinking it was, um, and not that like they were tricking us into thinking it was a miscarriage. I'm like, Oh, I'm sure it's something that we don't know about. So it it did break my heart. Um, I'm happy the rainbow baby. She got a rainbow baby. I know. And I'm just happy that she has that. And And again, probably like five months pregnant now. I don't know when, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, she's like such a petite frame. So I feel like she's like all bump. But yeah. I thought her parents, her, I love her parents. And her mom was like so sweet and like Bring trying to her take care of her. And I know. Yeah. And like the whole story, everything. I, so I'm, again, I hate it that it happened to her, but I'm all for normalizing that discussion, which we'll talk a little bit more about normalizing certain conversations in Veroni. Okay. Let's talk. Kenya, um, Kenya, we did her update and there's some chatter on this and we'll talk about this more on headlines on what's next for Atlanta. So we'll save that. But one of the, her biggest points of contention right now is the fact that her hair salon opening wasn't shown at all. It was a weird, like, you know, when they do like the little, like, do, 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 do. And then they give you like the, the part you have to pause. Like, I don't know why they go through it so fast. Like we don't read that fast. Bravo. Um, but they showed like a little bit of her hair um, spa, spa opening, but she said that she was pretty upset because that was like a part of her storyline and it never actually made it on the episode. And again, we'll talk more about her reaction to it, but I could understand that. I would be. I could understand upset. that as well. I could understand that in the sense of, I don't know how much she pays versus production paying, but also it's a huge advertising like for yeah. her, like as a business owner, putting yourself out there, a lot of these women think about like, what can I, like, what are things I can oh, I mean, sell with my name on? Everyone has a business now. Everyone. Bravo has the clause where they get 
if you start a business on like while on the show, they get a cut of it. So I like, I would be mad if I was her saying like, you're going to get a cut of my business, but you're not going to let me have the advertising that you let others have. So I no, absolutely. totally get it. Yeah, absolutely. I, okay. Are go we ahead. going to Drew? I was, I will yes. say I give Kenya a lot of credit. I, I mean, I love Kenya, um, but I want to, I think with Kenya, there's certain housewives you love and you just kind of like have a, blind loyalty to. I yes. know Kenya has faults. I, she's one I love, but I can call her out a little bit. I was very, very proud of her though, that she's not close with Drew. Neither was Sheree. And they both came in and were there to support her woman to woman going through a divorce. And from what we saw with editing, they didn't bring up any of the rumors. They didn't say anything. Like they just were there to like, to be there and be a good friend. And I was really happy to see that, that we could see her put it like her differences aside. Yeah. I mean, they all showed up to the movie premiere. So the past streaming now on Peacock, I have not yet watched it, but truthfully horrible lifetime movies are kind of like up Abby and I's alley. It's also one of the foundations of our friendship. Fun fact is we used to have a text chain group all about lifetime movies and what we've seen. Um, Oh, we would get excited when new ones were coming out, but it was also, this was pre-kids. This was our hangover remedy. We would, in the yes. afternoon, we'd pop in, pop in, turn on a recorded <laughs> Lifetime movie and pop in like a v- VHS. But um, yeah. And so, yeah, this is right up that alley. Oh, this is right sure. up. I mean, it's going to be horrible, cheesy, but probably entertaining background noise. So I, I will definitely end up watching it. So all the women show up. <laughs> Kenya's camel toe and all. <laughs> it was a choice. That was a choice. Her was body a choice. was snatched. Yes, but she looks I wish good. someone would have told her about that. But they all showed up to support Drew in Candy and there the editing gets to the meat of this drama with Drew. So Drew has allegedly been having a relationship with a woman named Ty. Ty she met through filming. It's been alleged that they've been like seen together, like truly together, um like have a relationship and then it gets into Courtney, uh, Ralph's mate cousin, who's like, I have photography evidence of her and her gay lover. And like, this is why she wanted the adoption to go through because of like child support money. Courtney and I'm like, is just, like Courtney was, is so messy. Like my, go, though. this is too messy. This is too desperate, too thirsty. Like, I don't oh, like this. No, it's also like, I, it was just, it was really gross. It's just um, rude too. Like, how would you feel if you're that kid seeing this? Like you're no, Drew's child and you're like, oh, like now questioning, did Ralph like not want to be my dad? Yes. Didn't wanna, like, I just think like, no, don't put that out there. Like, I don't know. I just, this I didn't. Is, yeah. yeah. To quote her exactly. She goes, I have pictures of them on my phone, but I wasn't going to say that on camera. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Y'all shouldn't leave me in there with vodka that long. Because she was like, adopt this child so I can go be in my gay lover relationship and you pay the bills. Were her exact words. So it just feels a little like parrot for Ralph. And it feels like I know there's a lot of theories on whether or not Courtney and Ralph are truly cousins. But it feels like a deliberate takedown of Drew. Listen, like there's two for a marriage to be to end. It's not always slowly on the fault of one person. I do believe that they were in a loveless marriage. Roth is an asshole. Gaslit. I no doubt cheated on her. 
But it sounds to me that she was not faithful either. And I do believe the rumors. What do you think? I do. I do too. I I wouldn't be surprised if after the whole Florida thing that she maybe in, did a little bit of exploring outside the marriage on her own. And I don't know when she met Ty, like when this, like, you know, she claimed she met her through the movie. It sounds like maybe it was possibly before. I don't whatever. Or maybe she'd been with another woman before. Whatever, whatever it is. I do think they both were seeking romance outside the marriage. Yes. So we get the, you know, we find some of this out. Then we get to Drew and her confessional. Let's talk about the divorce. They both have their lawyers. That part kind of made me laugh of like in terms of what they can talk about. I mean, they didn't, they really didn't say too much, but while they're having that confessional with Drew, she's like, phone's blowing up. This is kind of, and she seemed almost excited about it though. She was like, oh my God, is it everywhere? Yeah. She's like, my phone. She's like, is it everywhere? And then kind of like, so basically the rumor of her and Ty was like blasted all over the blogs. No doubt that Ralph definitely leaked that. Oh, yeah. And then she kind of kind of breaks down about it. Like she was just kind of like shocked in that moment. Shocked, happy, whatever you however you want to interpret it. I think it was like processing. Like at first it was like, ooh, like I'm yeah. in the headlines. I think there was a like I think she likes being in the headlines. And then I think it was a sense of like basically she's being I don't want to say outed. I don't know if she's bisexual and that she doesn't have to define her sexuality to us, but that part of her life that she was trying to keep under wraps saying she's never kissed a woman um, came like came out. Fully um, came out. And yeah. I will say with production, I, this is going to sound like such a weird statement, but this is housewives. And this is the weirdness of like what we get excited over when the downfall of people's lives. It's always weird when you say it, but I will say the buildup of this um fell flat for me in terms of like new information it's the only thing they were riding on I feel like this entire season and I feel like they just got to the rumor and then that was it there wasn't yeah, they like much buried more. the lead with the mid-season trailer it was like yes they, everything we saw in the mid-season trailer was basically what we ended up seeing in the finale I agree I think the season fell flat um I know not to sound like a broken record we'll talk about the Rumors with Atlanta um, on our headlines episode that comes out over the weekend. But yeah, I just think it, uh, I, it we need, kinda we need like, something. We need Atlanta more. Hopefully yeah. the reunion. I feel like all these women are afraid of the pink slip. So I think uh, always Atlanta brings it in the reunion. And hopefully we will see how that goes down. But all in all, a womp womp season for Atlanta um, I think we're ready for our Georgia peaches to come back in true form. A la OC has been resurrected. There's hope. I think it's definitely possible. But like Abby said, we'll share all of our thoughts on what we think needs to happen with Atlanta, what the rumor mill is saying and everything. But before we talk about Roni, we are going to take a quick ad break here. Have you ever thought about mixing aphrodisiac herbs with THC? Via Hemp Co. is one of the leading brands in the hemp and CBD industry and sells an impressive range of award-winning products. Each of their gummies is crafted to provide a specific blend and ratio of cannabinoids and allow you to personalize your cannabis journey and be on top of your game. I personally, I'm going to get into the high love, but I'm obsessed, also obsessed with the dream it's so good. The dream. I mean, and also the high sleep is so amazing on the dream. I 
I'm converted. I'm a fan. Converted. Huge fan, but also I'm also a huge fan of the high love. So, you know, I think in marriage, you guys, we're always trying to try something to spice something up. But high love is engineered to invigorate blood flow and uplift romantic experiences. So those orgasms are a little bit more intense and things are a bit more pleasurable because you're on a high. <laughs> so I can uh, I can attest to this. I have tested it out. I've done my research. And yes, ladies or gentlemen, you will get that high love. So pairing an aphrodisiac herbs with a mild amount of THC helps the high love gummies work their magic. Via Hemp's gummies can be purchased in all 50 states and shipped discreetly to your door. All products are third-party label tested, gluten-free, vegan, and non-GMO. I, again, the high love, it's something worth trying. Again, if you're trying to like spice something up in your bedroom, try it. I, I always say try it. I'm always, I mean, there's a very little things I'm not willing to try, but this, try it. Also, check out the dream. Of course, we got a promo code for you. So head to Via Hemp. So that is V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P dot com and use the code REALMOMS to receive 15% off and get one free sample of any order. You have to be 21 plus. Again, that's ViaHemp.com, V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P.com and use the promo code REALMOMS. Step into a world of nonstop action on DraftKings Casino. Play the classics like blackjack, roulette, and slots, plus enjoy exclusive games you can't find anywhere else. Right now, new customers can get a deposit match up to $100 in casino credits when you deposit $5 or more. All you have to do is sign up, select the offer, make your deposit, and start playing from a full suite of games. Your way is the only way to play on DraftKings Casino. Play online, on your own time, in your own space, and with your own means. It's safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you're ready. Download draft, download the DraftKings Casino app now, sign up with the promo code REALMOMS, and new customers get a deposit match of up, up to $100 in casino credits when you deposit $5 or more. Only on DraftKings Casino with promo code REALMOMS. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia. Please play responsibly. In partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races in West Virginia. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 21 or older, physically present in Connecticut, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia only. Void in Ontario, one per opted-in new customer, minimum $5 deposit, maximum match, 100 in casino credits, which require one-time play through seven days. See terms at casino.draftkings.com slash player's choice. Restrictions apply. All right, Roni. Another great Roni episode. Let's get to Jenna Lyon. So Jenna Lyon was having a casting event. Um, she's communi- She's talked about this on the show. She does not have any eyelashes. She has a genetic disorder 
which she actually is partially, I believe, bald. She wears wigs. Mm-hmm. Um, she has a weave in, and I mean, hell, it looks really good. A weave in, and she does not have eyelashes. So she developed this eyelash brand called Love Scene um, because she didn't like any of the falsies that she was wearing. So there she was having a um, audition for the brand and meeting with real everyday people. And in one of the conversations, she shares how Judith is her actual name and Jenna is not her real name. And it came about because her sibling would call her Jenna, Jenna Talia. So, okay, first of all. I need to know at what age this kicked in. This is sounding a little Raquel Rachel. I love you, Jenna Lyons, but uh, like you don't learn about genitalia <laughs> until like a certain age. So was she Judith till she was like 12 or 13 and then got to high school and everyone called her Jenna and it just stuck? It sounds like if I'm remembering correctly in the later in the episode, she tells Cy tells the story and she said in college when they, it's kind of when she decided to be Jenna. Yeah. I mean, hey, whatever. She like um, rebranded herself. I mean, honestly, I shout out to Christina, Judith. Judith. We know yeah. we have a friend who has that as a middle name. I, I, I get it. Unless- I get it. I think I would have just said professionally. I didn't want to be a Judith. I wanted to be Jenna. People were calling me Jenna. I don't know. I, but like, I feel like it was weird to tell the genitalia story. Yeah. But it did lighten. I mean, it made the person feel more relaxed. It, it did lighten the mood. I do find it Jenna is Sanigma. And I do find it interesting that she was vulnerable. Like Sai and her confessional was like, oh my gosh, she's opening up to strangers, but not opening up to us. But I truthfully feel like in that setting, she knows that woman isn't going to like grill her with a million questions. So I think that's also why sometimes it's easier to open up to a stranger because it doesn't come with anything else. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Completely get it. So then from there we go to Jessel, um, trying to enjoy a nice little date night. I totally get the whole fearing a hangover thing. Cause it's like, when you know that you're going to have to wake up at six, no matter what, and you've got little kids and you're going to be on and they're going to like, when kids, little kids wake up, their feet hit the ground and they are like ready to rock. Like, they're like what are we doing today? What, like, I want to play, I want to do this. And they want you playing with them. So you can't just like put on a movie or lay there on the couch to try to recover. So I totally understand her like hesitancy. Um, for wanting to like, yes, but also an espresso martini is an aggressive I, that's choice. Girl. <laughs> I mean, I remember a BravoCon Thursday night, which we've talked about this like at length the night we went to catch. Um, <laughs> I ended up accidentally having three espresso martinis. I had two at dinner and then I ordered one more and I um, could not sleep that. Like I was like, my eyes were wired. So I'm like, girl, that was not, if you want to sleep well. Yes. I mean, we enjoy and I, I, I love mean, it. espresso martini, once someone orders one, the whole table they, gets they one. Do. It's just yeah. such a funny thing. I am curious, as we talk about this, um, your thoughts on Jessel and how they've evolved from the beginning of the season. So Jessel then starts to process her infertility. She shares that in Indian culture, it's often looked down upon to use IVF. So she has withheld this information from her mom. So they end up having a very sweet conversation um, where she kind of opens up about it. So I'm just curious on your thoughts about Jessel, the conversation. I, so I thought the conversation with her mom was really powerful. I didn't truly understand um, the Indian culture and the thoughts on infertility. I think that um, 
it makes a lot of sense why she feels not like a shame, but she does feel like her body failed her. Um, and it, knowing all that pressure and growing up, hearing people talk about it and saying negative things about women who couldn't get pregnant. Like if you're always around that and then you're in that situation, it's just going to hit you a lot harder than if you grew up around people who openly talked about it and you knew it wasn't a big deal and it just was what it was. Um, I don't think it's interesting that as hard as it was for her to get pregnant, the whole process, and she has kind of a sense of like, not shame, but she wants to kind of like, she wanted to like hide it from her family. She was like a hundred percent gung ho on having a third. Oh, that third is having happening. Yeah. Have it. She'll be you're, pregnant at the reunion. I I'm mean, you're going to have that baby girl. Like she's determined. To I do think it she's going to have a boy though. I think people that go in so heavy one gender, but I know with up. IVF, they can find out the genders of their embryos. So but they also find out quality. So I have a oh. feeling like what if all the best ones are male? I yeah. don't know. I just feel like she's going to end up with a boy, but um, who knows? Maybe she'll end up pregnant naturally. You Maybe she'll end up pregnant. Happens. I will say like this episode and I'll get overall thoughts on all the ladies seven episodes and after, but it, I am warming up to Jessel. I'm kind of like enjoying her a little bit more, starting to get her um, someone that should be together, but they're not Bryn and Gideon. I loved watching like how them. are they not together? Like I didn't, yeah, I didn't understand that. They, in my opinion, I get like, she was saying she just wasn't ready and all this stuff, but like they are, I think Lucy, yeah, Lucy definitely posted this. I was trying to remember they are a rom-com Lucy on the ground. Who's the rom-com queen. Like to me, like how they met, even the whole like proposal. And she was like, it was kind of weird. I had to break up with a boyfriend to say I was engaged to someone else. Like to me like that. I don't know. That's just like, I think they're meant to be. He is clearly like waiting in the wings for oh. her. The fact that he has the ring still, he's willing to film her. Like, I'm just like, is he too available? Like, watch Gideon like get in a relationship, potentially get married. This is like oh, summer sure. I turn pretty shit yeah. where they're gonna end up together later on in life. Maybe like not right now, but she's gotta see what's in front of her. And I'm like, girl, this guy, he's got a British accent. He seems to be like nice. He opens your doors. He's so he's obviously wealthy. He's looking at like fancy ass cars. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, so I feel like he doesn't have like, it's like a tale's oldest time. Too nice. Well, too and like- when he said to her though, she's like, I think I should have all boys. He was like, and she's like, the world doesn't need another brand. He's like, I think that would be a lovely idea. I was like, oh my gosh. Like this guy is just. He's like so in love with her. And I'm just like, oh. Gideon. Gideon, if he's on Raya, Gideon is blowing up right now, though. I will say that. Like, <laughs> he's off Tinder. He's moved on to Raya. Yeah. Gideon yeah. Is- he is blowing up right now. Like, Do you yep. think they'll truly be endgame? No. I, I don't. don't either. Um, I'd love them to be, but it's The not. rom-com in me, yeah. like you said, wants it to be endgame. But realistically, I think... I think Bryn wants like a bad boy who's like soft on the inside and yeah, she feels like she can change him or something. But anyway, so moving on to the party, the, so this episode, Bryn is hosting wreath making, which I enjoy. I thought it was a cute idea. I was like, this is different for housewives, you know, during the holidays. Better than a murder mystery. Yes. Thank you. Jesus, not a murder mystery. So she's hosting a wreath making party. Jenna Lyons, of course, shows up with, of bags and bags of gifts, mm-hmm. holiday gifts for them. Yeah. Truly, She's Oprah. I, She's I Oprah. like, I'm into it. Um, earlier in, in the episode, we find out that Aaron is very, very pissed at Bryn. She has a conversation with Abe 
Abe then shares how Bern was making jokes about them getting divorced and how she's going to be immediately available. I would love to know, do you think Aaron overreacted or do you think she had and like an, the right intentions to be angry? I think Abe mistold the story. I think that's what set it off. I think Abe made it seem like she was implying they're going to get divorced. She was being playful and flirty. Was it the best time to say it? Probably not. Like he is about to go say his vows, but I think that's Bren. And that's how, that's just her personality. She calls him Abe the babe and all this stuff. I don't think, I think Aaron just went in so guns blazing to that party. It's like, she should not have gone. She sat down and was like, sigh, I'm pissed at you. And Bren don't get like excited because you're in trouble too. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This was not a conversation. This wasn't like a, I want to like seek resolution. This was like, I, I want to reprimand all of you and scold you. Yes. And it was weird. I was like, don't like you kind of ruined the vibe. I'm glad they all let her just walk away and no one said anything. <laughs> no They're one like, chased after her. Yeah. I mean, and listen, like, and the things I thought it was funny in her confessional, she's like, there was very petty. She's like, she ruined my party and now I'm going to ruin hers. And I'm like, pretty sure you probably didn't know about the joke until after. And also you probably didn't notice Cy left. Like, so to me, this just feels very, I don't know. I just felt like. Is this the hill you want to die on? Like, I don't it know. It just seemed weird, too, because, like, it almost to me, too, like, if somebody was like, oh, I've been teasing Kevin that when you guys divorce, I'm going to date him. I'd be like, oh, well, you're probably going to be waiting a long time unless you plan on killing me. Like, <laughs> I would make, like, some joke about it. Like, it was like, are you th- – like, to me, I was like, are you threatened by Brent or are you worried your marriage won't last? Because it was odd to have such a strong reaction oh, to something she like was that. just so pissed and – her sister doesn't seem to like Brand, and when she called, like I just feel like there's her sister is like I want to get on the show, yes, and, and I also hate out. this bitch. She was being disrespectful and loud. Like I guarantee, her sister like built up the fact that they were laughing and probably targeted Brand. Oh, so I this think Aaron told with her that. though. I think Aaron probably said Brand's the biggest personality in the group. Like I think there might have been some coaching because it seemed like she focused in on Brand very quickly. She didn't go after Jenna, who was talking. She didn't go after Sai. She went after Bren and I feel like she was trying to go after like the biggest personality so that she sh- could secure a spot. Cause if you have, if you have drama with who seems to be the center of the show, you're going to get yourself some airtime. Mm, I couldn't so. agree more. Um, going back uh, to Miss Jenna Lyons. So we retell the story of Judith. Jessel's face was like so funny. Yeah. She was like, <laughs> Judith. Yeah. Like, Cause she was just like, it so is. I mean, it. no, no hate to the Judas out there, but that's a tough name to pull off. I get it. I mean, it's Judy or yeah, it's Judy to me. I wouldn't want to be anything else, but she's retelling the story and shares how she doesn't have a monogram and how much she loves monograms. And I immediately thought of you in our conversation this week. Yeah. yeah. I, I, get, I mean, I, yes. Well, and I'm glad she said monogram and not embroidery. Good yes. job. Yes. And then like JFL. And I was like, you know, why not? That would be kind of cheeky and funny. Yeah. I also thought Cy poking fun at Jenna with the brand sponsor that this is all bag is sponsored, sponsored by, by her. Jenna Lyons. Yes. Yeah. And how everything was a collab with Jenna. I thought it was funny that she poked fun at her and she could clearly see like all the ladies were like, we can clearly see what you're doing here. Like these you are want things- us to post it. We get it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a little overkill at this point. Like it's not just generosity. It's like shamelessly plugging her stuff. But also like 
do that's, it. But that's the show. Like, exactly. I mean, you know, hate, hate the player, not the game. Yeah. Um, sigh, sigh, sigh. I, the whole food shtick, like, but I'm bummed. Like, I, I can tell she's like really leaning into this trope with her and the food. And it's a bit that's not working. Let it's, the mouse go. We've, let the mouse you've go. Done it like three times now. We yes. get it. You're pack particular a snack, food. eat before, pack a snack, DoorDash something. I don't know. But it's getting a bit old. So I feel I like a lot of the audio. Too, like when I go somewhere, if it's like a brunch spread that I don't necessarily love. I'm not gonna like you don't have oatmeal. Like I just thought it was weird to like call out what was not included in the spread. Just find and something. That might be East Coast, New York. I mean, Midwest, yeah. we would eat things we hate and smile. I just eat the fruit, way like what she did, and I wouldn't say anything. I'd just be like, I'm excited to make a wreath. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I mean, wouldn't. keep those some things yeah. are meant to be kept to yourself, and that is one of them. Uba, we another episode without Uba. I'm I want more of Uba. So I'm like ready for her to be back and healthy, but um, given where we're at with Roni right now, I kind of want your takes on who is your favorite and who's your least favorite. Oh God. Picking a favorite is tough. Um, it's okay. If I'm, you have more than one, I'm, well, I'm gravitating towards Bren, um, as my favorite. I think Aaron has potential. I think, I think Uba has a lot of potential. We just haven't seen enough of her. Least favorite was Jessel, but I'm really coming around to her and I'm starting to like move size slowly into like the not least favorite, but like she's like you said with the food stick, like it's going to get annoying. But I know like I just I know it's going to get better with size. So I feel like we're just kind of on a little bit of a roller coaster. I think Jessel is actually really smart starting kind of like not starting out, not like great, not trying to be the biggest personality and then like slowly building up. I think she's going to be one of those ones that's like, um, well, I hate saying Erica Girardi, but like ones that we kind of like love, then we don't, but then we love her again. Like, I think she's going to kind of fall into that rhythm, but as long as she's kind of always herself, whether that's being a little bit bitchy and direct or being vulnerable and open, like that's going to, I think that's just going to be her and we're going to yeah. love, love her and dislike her along the way. I think that's an excellent assessment. I think with Jessel for me, I'm like, oh, I'm starting to kind of get you and your sense of humor when she made that joke about Octomom and like, oh, now I'm on a thank you tour. Like, so I just, I find like I'm kind of getting a little bit of her sense of humor and who she is. And so she's not like my favorite, but I also don't like have such a visceral reaction to her as I did in episode one. So my faves are, I would say, Bren and Uba. I haven't seen enough of Uba, but I really, really love what I've seen so far. So those two are probably uh, my top. And then my least favorite, I mean, I so badly, as someone who's also an Afro-Latina and seeing Sai, who's an Afro-Latina, I so badly am, like, rooting for her. Like, I, like, I followed her before she was on Roni. I'm, like, familiar with her and, like, but I'm like, honey, I don't know. But like you said, I have hope that she's going to turn it around and it's all good. But all in all, really, the women of Roni, I think they all kind of balance each other out. And I think it's fun that each week you may like one more than the other. And it, there's not like a true, true, true standout fave like yes. Heather Gay, the first season of Salt Lake, in my opinion. And I think it's, yeah, and I think it's a good thing because when you build up that fast, as we've seen with Heather, you're just going to fall. So I, and I think it's good too because you're going to have strong personalities and it's going to vary per episode. But if you have one person that seems to be the favorite early on and like 
enjoys it a little too much, the other women start to get jealous and they will like pit against you. And then it gets like the gang up isn't fun. Like, I mean, the Fox Force five was too many seasons. So um, it's great, great balance. I agree. Um, Good all balance. Right. Time for our shout out. Who are you shouting out? V? So my shout out is Beyonce. I saw her a week ago. Well, it's been over a week now, a week and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And I'm still coming off the Renaissance tour hangover. I like all my Instagram, if you would see it, it's like literally <laughs> targeted everything Beyonce. And once a day in my head, I go, and everybody go on you. Like these are things that are just in my head. But that show is cr- incredible, life-changing. She is phenomenal. I think for me, what I find so the most inspiring, along with all the million things that she's accomplished in her career, is that she's 41. She's a mom with three kids. And she's still out there doing the damn thing. She's loving who she is. She's loving her body. She's having fun. Like, Renaissance Tour, if you have a chance to see her, do it. It will change you for the good. Are you one of those people that like travels to Europe to go watch her again? I mean, she started out in Europe. So oh, that's right. There are people. Yeah, she's done. Yeah. Taylor Swift is. Listen, yeah. and I've done both. I've done air and Renaissance. And I like Taylor, but Beyonce to me was like legit an experience. The production, the costumes, the voice, like it's just a different, it's a whole different type of ball game. So, oh. um, but Kyle, I mean, Kyle would travel to see Taylor again. I'm like wanting to see Beyonce again in Kansas city, but I got to keep my pockets full. <laughs> and they're going to be empty if I do that. So we'll You're see. You're going to go but- broke off all these concerts. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That is, that is a, a great shout out. So mine is going to be a little bit uh, different, but I um, am recording from Springfield, Illinois right now. Um, I posted up on Instagram that I was going to be in central Illinois. Um, everyone wanted to know I'm going to be in Decatur, um, Springfield and Bloomington. Um, so a lot of central Illinois love, but um, after watching um, crappy Lake, I just want to give a shout out to anyone who's in a small town. I think sometimes you can be, stereotyped a certain way. And I think growing up in the Midwest, I've, you know, stayed in small towns, made stops. Um, and it's not just a Walmart, um, but it's a lot of just really hardworking, nice people too, at the end of the day. Um, right now I'm in central Illinois for an agriculture event. And so I'm, you know, meeting a lot of people, uh, in the agriculture industry and it just, like, I was like, oh, it's such a nice day. And they're like, oh, I was working in the field last week when it was a hundred. So I really wasn't worried about the weather. And it's just like, I think, Sometimes I forget like how lucky I am that like I go to an office or I'm typically in the air conditioning. Like I, you know, I don't have to be in the heat if I don't want to. So I want to give a small shout out to to everyone in a small town, um, particularly all of those that you work that work in ag. Wow. Love it. Shout out to the farmers. Farmers of Beyonce. What a collab at the end of this episode. Who would have thought? (laughs) Who would have thought truly? Okay. I see you guys helping us reach our goal. I want to hit a thousand reviews by BravoCon. TTT point. Great podcast. Thank you so much. Uh, CJ34. Thank you so much for the review. Uh, La Santelle. El Santelle, thank you again. We're getting all of these reviews. It's making the world's difference. Gigi, we love being your parking lot BFFs. I love that you sit in the parking lot and listen to this without interruptions. Like that is like the best feeling in the world that you 
do that with us. So thank you for letting be letting us be part of your parking lot break. I can relate. I do that myself. So help us get to a thousand and do your part. All you have to do is either click five stars or leave us a written review. Um, again, it's going to help us with any upcoming bookings that we may have and just helps us move up these charts. We want to be number one. We don't like want Bethany. Bethany. Just call us Bethany Frankel. We want to we be We will one. be discussing that in detail as well. So we will talk about that on headlines. So we have two more episodes coming out this week. So make it a good day or don't. The choice <laughs> is yours. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.